0: The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Guerrilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're at episode 407. I'm Paul Spain. I'm Paul Leo. And I'm Matt Bates. Welcome along guys. Uh, great to have you on the show. Thank you Paul for having me back. Great, <laughs> great yeah. to see you again. Yeah, yeah Good to be here. And uh, Matt, maybe we'll start with you. Just a little, uh, you know, tell us where you fit into this big wide world of uh, technology. Oh,
1: yeah. I've, I've done, uh, spent the last three months trying not to have anything to do with tech. And uh, I just returned from uh, three years at uh, Amazon as a, as a manager there. And uh, Amazon last mile. Um, and, yeah, just back on the ground
0: here in Auckland having a life again. Nice, nice. Oh, it's great, great to have you back in New Zealand, and uh, great to have a chance to uh, catch up and and chat today. Yeah. And uh, Bear, you've just been on the show in the last few weeks, but you yeah. maybe remind uh, listeners where you, where you fit into the tech world.
2: Uh yeah, sure. Uh, so, thank you, Paul, for having me back again. That means I didn't mess up last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Bear, and I used to be a UX designer, and now I'm a marketing guy. But uh, I also host a podcast named Bear Talk, which won uh, the iTunes Editor's Choice a few years ago, and also be listened um, 20 million times in China. And I'm really happy to be here again and talk something about technology.
0: Great. Yep. Well, let's uh, let, let's jump straight on. There's so much to cover today, so I haven't quite worked out how we how we're going to do it. it yeah, you know, probably means we will we'll go a little bit more in depth on some things than we should, and um, uh, other things we might have to uh, skate across uh, pretty pretty quickly. Now, talking of skates, um, electric transport is changing, and uh, Segway. Uh, launching this thing called the Drift W1, and um, a pair of them just arrived in in the country uh, a few hours ago. Yeah. Um, And, Bear, you've been riding them around the office here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to get my head around the, the the whole concept. I saw saw some videos online before that they arrived, and you know we we knew they were sort of coming. Uh, I think through from California uh, late late last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing they're probably the first ones um, to arrive in the in the country. Um, there was an article and and uh, some video footage in uh, The Verge. And they were talking about what is the most dangerous gadget uh, right now uh, that they had in their office, and they were, you know, they were sort of point, pointing to the um, uh, the Segway Drift W one. Um, yeah. I saw, and gadget sort of took the opposite view, which is they're not as dangerous as you might think, um, but these are they're, they're very heavy. Um, they they look sort of like a, a, a roller skate of sorts. Um, and but, but basically, you just stand on them so you don 't strap them to your foot, um, but, as I found when I tried to pick one of them up the wrong way when it when it thinks you 're trying to do something, uh, you know it, it responds, so I guess you know, as I sort of tried to grab it to pick it up, uh, it presumed I was uh, standing on it and, and leaning in the direction I wanted to go, and the the motor spun up um, uh, but they 're actually you know, they 're very smart What's yep. what 's been your experience of uh, uh, riding the the drift W one. Do you think this is the future of transport for everyone in New Zealand?
2: Yeah, I think uh, it could be a very um, interesting toy to make your jo- uh, make your life um, with a lot of fun, a lot of joy and fun. But maybe it's not a big game changer for for electric uh, transport. Because uh, to be honest, I I haven't tried any any. Um, E skates or uh, or electric uh, transport uh, tours before, so and I'm not very good at sport too. So it takes a lot of courage for me to to stand on this. You need these a bit things. of coordination with with this tech, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So I'm trying so hard to not falling
0: down, but we did pretty well around the office. I mean, you know, yeah. you didn't you didn't crack your head open or or anything yeah. you know you yeah, jumped yeah. on maybe variety. I tried my you best ju- <laughs> jumped off without uh, even going through a wall so yeah. you know we were quite appreciative of that
2: yeah maybe because uh, uh, for indoors uh, activity is quite good because um, uh, I I noticed when I tried it outside one uh, last evening. Uh, uh, Is that when you fell off when yeah, you tried it outside? Yeah, I tried so hard to not falling <laughs> off, but I failed. So yeah, and I think this could be a very um, good uh, way to 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 have fun with your family, and also um, uh, it could be a good um, tour uh, indoors. Uh, like uh, in the uh, in the airport or some some place with with very good quality uh, ground that that could be very useful and helpful to 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 make you uh, reach, uh, go somewhere with yeah. much faster and easier. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. not
0: very big, so you can imagine if you could throw a couple of those in your pack. Yeah, um, they're heavy though, and we have a slight issue now with some legal and safety issues. With airports, if you're going to be jumping on a plane, mm-hmm. this is the sort of thing they're going to look at the size of the batteries, yeah. Definitely. And you know, you've got a, probably a reasonable chance, I would imagine, of having them confiscated. I don't know the facts on that, so it'd be interesting to look at um, who 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 was the Kiwi who got uh, well. He was the key um, key Australian, wasn't he? Um, Russell Crowe. Uh, he's sort of a bit Kiwi, a bit Australian. Uh, mm. Australian who, uh, when he's misbehaving. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he got very upset with Qantas. I think it was who took his uh, hoverboard uh, off, off him at the at the airport because you know they transitioned from a point where you were allowed to take them onto flights, where no, they would take them and throw them in the uh, in the in the trash. Um, so you'd want to be careful to check, you know, what the. Um, the, the safety is on these and whether the lithium ion uh, batteries or whatever they've got in them are, uh, are too much to take on a plane. Matt, did you mention before we started something about a, a, an issue with a, um, a battery at an airport? Oh, well, it's, it's, they say a lot, but um, we've
1: just been travelling quite a bit. We took, um, I think it was our sixth flight. Um, the 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 kind souls at uh, Kosamui International Airport. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. A rather small open plan. It's an open air airport, um, and uh, they found the um, uh, what would you call it, uh, lipstick sized battery that my wife had lost in her luggage. Right, uh, right. for us. Oh, okay. Uh, which was very kind. Uh, it's a shame the TSA and um, and British uh, security and yeah, no one else and, was able and to all, do all so. the other flights that we took. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Didn't find. So
0: that. was that in checked luggage? Checked luggage. It's yeah, because totally You're, not, you're not, supposed yeah. To, uh, not supposed to
1: take any lithium-ion batteries. I'd carefully taken mine. I, I had one as well, and that was my yeah. checked bag. I was, I was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, you but, mean uh, your carry-on? Uh, my carry-on. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and they they called me out, and um, and I had to go I had to go over in the bag and, and sit in the naughty chair. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, well, you want to be careful of that in some parts of the world because um, you know they they can be. Uh, um, less less was accommodating right, with your mistakes. It was the right place to get caught. Lo- lovely people to tie. Fantastic. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so yeah, so I, I would imagine that's something to be uh, to be wary of because there are sort of limits on uh, on on what where you can take. But yeah, I mean, looks like a lot of fun. Some of the videos online are pretty cool. Uh, the The Verge again, they had a good. Uh, there was yeah one little one little piece in their video. Um. Where the uh, the tester she was trying them outside, and she tried to go over a small bit of curb, and uh, that was when she, well, she was no longer standing. <laughs> um, so yeah, she 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 fell off at that point. So maybe there'll be another generation of this. It's a little a little bit more sort of. Off-road friendly, but yeah, this does seem more oh. like a, an indoors or a very sort of smooth skate park type thing. I can, yeah. uh, you know, you can imagine someone that's really into, I don't know, speed skating or something like that. If you're on a, I don't know, what sort of circuit someone skates on or something that uh, they yeah. can have a bit, have a bit of a bit of fun, a bit more acceleration than you might I, normally get.
1: I think someone that knows what they're doing with skating would probably run circles around you yeah. on yeah. these. Yeah, um, I I, having walked to work for the last. Few years, I think the uh, the single wheel skateboard deals are the the, um, they're the durable ones. They've kind of been getting the market. Um, Mm, uh, I've seen a lot of those around, and they Mm, they look mm, really comfortable. mm, mm, Not mm. that I've ever dared ride one. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, now also on the the electric uh, transport side, um, I think we mentioned last week. um, Greg, who's in the in the studio here with us. has been uh, has been riding a, an electric uh, scooter to uh, to work and uh, taking it off to some uh, some meetings and um, well it it seems like we're we're about to sort of see a, an onslaught of these into New Zealand as well and uh, the two. Two um, bigger firms in the or two firms in the US who have been getting a lot of attention, uh, Lime and uh, Bird, and there's you know some, probably some others uh, for you know what they've been doing around you know basically these um, uh, I think they're sort of non non docked electric uh, scooter hire uh, services, and so yeah, it was kind of there'd been a little bit of coverage, and then I saw. Uh, um details that they're going to be launching in uh, Christchurch and uh, and Auckland uh, with these services so that's um that that's lime um, out of the US who are going to be launching these uh, things uh 300 watt motor with a uh, range of up to 48 uh, kil- kilometers so um, yeah that's uh that's kind of kind of um, going to be interesting to see what the landscape looks like if we look sort of five or ten years out you know what are we going to settle on is there going to be e-bikes are there going to be normal pedal bikes that we've got you know sharing schemes for you know mostly at the moment is it going to be these uh, scooters is the sort of hoverboard type thing going to come back in again what's the uh, uh you know what's actually going to land i'm uh, i'm i'm i 'm very uh very curious as to um, you know what's the best mode or will there be you know uh, you know multi- multiple things that we we end up with sort of uh, sticking around in the in the market because I guess the more you sort of splinter it off then the harder it is to to get to them whereas if you know if everything's sort of standardized on uh, you know let let's say these uh, these electric electric scooters and you don't have, you know, e cycles and, and other things available on a rental or, you know, sharing basis, then you can imagine having them in loads and loads of places, mm-hmm. right? It'd be really easy to get around and you know, you just dump it at the other end and it clogs up the footpath until it gets tidied up. Yeah. I mean a few yeah. challenges.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've certainly um uh, I've been in Seattle for the last few years and uh, I've I've had to um, Rearranged the bikes outside our apartment building several times because uh, because they're, they're piled up and fallen over. Because for some reason, the weakest part on these things is the stands, and they just fall over everywhere. Right,
0: right,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what what
0: what was what was the uh, um, the what were the options that were oh. available in Seattle? Was it all, all? pedal and e bikes? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but um, I think what you're saying about splintering the market. Um, the market splintered around legislation, right? Because uh, in Seattle, you weren't allowed to ride, ride the e-bikes on the footpath, but you could ride the pedal bikes. And I think that's what they're doing here, because I think uh, it used to be only that kids were allowed to ride on the footpath and, and they're trying to make it more accessible, so they've chosen scooters. And an Aussie, they'll look at the legislation and work out what it is there. And, uh, and it's just going to be each legislative market's going to come up with a solution that kind of, seems friendly and easy going but the e-bikes were too expensive in Seattle it was like three bucks for 15 minutes you could get an Uber that far you know Mm. Um, Mm. pretty much so it's a bit of yeah Um, so it's a bit of
0: fun to try it a few times but um, you might be less less motivated Mm. when when you know, you're getting a, a whole car and a driver for uh, for around the same price. Yeah. And it's ex- kind of hard to get your head around, right? It's exactly right. We tried it yeah. once, yeah.
1: and yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, these e-bikes are really heavy, <laughs> right? The, bat- the battery packs they had on these commercial ones were, yep. were heavy because yep. you know yep. uh, they're not not plugging them in. So I oh, okay. So uh, you find them a bit unwieldy. and uh, yeah, but um, good fun. I think pedal bikes. Honestly, I think pedal bikes are going to. Um, Quite dominant Mm, mm. if you put gears on them. Uh, I noticed there was a fixed gear scheme in Auckland. I don't know if it's still going. Yeah. Um, But yeah, not very compatible with hills.
0: No, no. And. but you know from a simplicity point of view if you're yeah, yeah. if you're not having to deal with the, the electricity and Nothing to uh, charge. uh and and docking now i read about the, the scooters being the e electric scooters being something that they would uh, basically go around and locate and, and collect them up and so mm. on at the end of a a, a day that i mean it That's sounds like quite simpler. a lot of work but it depends how you know i guess it depends how far out things
2: are that sounds similar as uh, China, Chinese uh, China's uh, share bike. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I, I think uh, the scooter could be not very a, a good idea for China market. Because um, now the share bike uh, is so popular in China. Mm. But uh, there are a lot of issues happened at the same time. So uh, just uh, it's it, they are everywhere and just sometimes block the roads yeah i know always, i noticed yeah, that you know you'd see some problems. places and there was there was a lot of bikes yeah in, yeah um, It's like uh, a, one uh, place yeah like a a bikes uh tomb yard so with, <laughs> with, with hundreds of bikes and just that uh, uh, stock uh, uh, was with, with a high hate so mm. th- yeah that's that could be uh, not a very good market for uh yeah for uh, mm. for china for mm. china yeah,
0: yeah, it's um, it, uh, I'm a, yeah I'm a little bit worried about the uh, longevity of of some of these bikes, and I you know I saw a picture of the um yeah, the Auckland sort of uh, the bike sharing that's here, and then you know they take them back to their their place and try and fix them up, but boy they had a huge pile of bikes that were mm. just get you know basically considered uh, write off So you know, th- yes, there's some good aspects, but. Uh, yeah, potentially you end up with a lot of stuff that e- ends up having to be, hopefully recycled in some way. Hopefully it doesn't end up in uh, mm. in, in landfill. But when when bikes are now so cheap, right? I mean, you can, you can go to a retailer and mm. and get a new bike for a, you know a hundred New Zealand dollars or less in some cases. Not a great bike, and and you know that's been shipped all the way from China, you know mm. from China. Um, So you wonder, you know, what has this actually cost? And that's the retail price. Mm. Um, So, you know, what does it actually cost to put together uh, a bike? And, you know, they're they're just so so low value, Um, you know, from a disposability point of view, they um, easily, yeah, get ditched. Whereas I guess your electric, you know, your electric scooter, bikes, whatever, you know, they're they're probably going to be worth sort of at least five or ten times as as much mm. uh, if not not more so they're hopefully going to get treated with a bit more respect from a maintenance perspective
1: they just seem all the all the um the easier to disappear um they they certainly had problems uh, with um people keeping um a bike in their steel garage and it drops off the um can't connect out, and, right? Oh, Hide it in your little it Faraday is. cage. If, you, if you're ever worried about being able to find a rental bike, yes, is one in my garage <laughs> because I put it there three weeks ago. The last <laughs> time I wanted a rental bike, <laughs> and, uh,
0: the scooters seem quite easy to disappear. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. There's a few uh, a few a few challenges, shall we say? Mm. Uh, now, loads of news in the really the last well. Some of it in the last twenty four hours, some of it over the since our last episode uh, last week. So, of course, the iPhone uh, XS and XS Max have uh, have landed. Um, so I've you know had a few days to uh, to play around with the um, the XS Max, um, the half a terabyte uh, model over the last uh, last few days. And look, you know, it's kind of interesting because you've got this. What is the biggest screen that I've ever had on a smartphone with a six and a half inch screen? And so I was thinking, hmm, no, I'm not sure. I'd want I'd want the bigger uh, phone, but having used lots of you know, reasonably sized phones before. Actually, it wasn't a it wasn't a big deal. It's actually, I think, yeah, probably fractionally smaller than the size of the iPhone um, eight eight plus. So it's not it's not a bigger phone. It's just the you know because you've got this the screen that sort of goes you know mostly edge to edge. You know, other than where your uh, where your notches. Um, it's actually a pretty workable uh, pretty workable phone. I got used to it pretty quickly, and I was in um, in a different vehicle. Uh, over the weekend, and so I thought, well, what's going to be like driving around? I'm used to having CarPlay, where I'm you know, plugging my, um, you know, phone into, um, into the the um, what do you call it? It's not entertainment system. What's the the head deck? Let's call it uh, in the, in in the vehicle. Um, and and that you know that generally works pretty well. But this phone being, you know, such a large uh, screen. Is getting pretty close to the screen size on some uh some you know, car Stereo head deck type systems anyway. So um yeah, it's actually it's quite workable in that type of scenario without uh, without hooking it in and you know using navigation and all those sorts of things. Although I found when you know, if you've got it running horizontally the uh, user interface, you know, your home screen for instance on, on iPhone doesn't It doesn't rotate, Mm. so um, you know there's a few things that are like, uh, you know, that could actually be better for a
2: for a scenario like this. Yeah, Um, Uh, I think uh, for this uh, update of of iPhone, it's quite successful. Uh, even with a ridiculous price, so uh, everyone uh, after the keynote uh, announced by apple will, will, will those guys are crazy with uh, yeah a mobile uh, with uh, even worse a laptop but after that it it proved it's this is the um, uh, very successful uh, uh, campaign uh, marketing is is quite good and uh, from my perspective, I think uh it depends on what uh, what you uh what you what will you, what will you do with your with your mobile will you consider it as a tool or just a uh a, as a toy or as something you can show your uh your 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 social social level or something, social class, you know, it's, it's a common China because a <laughs> yeah, lot of well, people I just mean, there, buy There is certainly so that, expensive. Ad- yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that,
0: that aspect to it. We we talked a lot last week around the pricing, does it work and so on and of course, you know, all the responses on, on uh, the, you know, I think it was Twitter when I asked like, you know, would you spend this much for a phone? Of course, you know, every, everyone laughed and said this, you know, this is r- ridiculous but, you know, the other end of the scale, it is something that Still, there's there's a lot of people that can that can afford to spend whatever they like on a mm. on a on a phone, uh, and they spend a lot of time with it. Mm. But yeah, if you if you're just looking at the the tool and the features you need, if you're mostly taking phone calls and text messages, email, those, there are many many features that will work on a very similar basis across a hundred dollar phone and. Uh, You know, a two or three thousand dollar phone on a you know not massively different basis, but then we each have things that we want to get more and more out of, and yeah, I mean this phone has a huge amount of storage. You can take loads of video on it. You can sync as many podcasts as you as as you like. but there are other competitors in the market that do very you know, very similar sorts of yeah. things. Yeah. So the bit that you're talking to there bear around sort of social status <laughs> or you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, you've got that connection with either the Apple brand or just that comfort with Apple's ecosystem and you don't you know you don't want to take any risks with trying to get your stuff off to another ecosystem. Yep. There's certainly just a convenience. And I've got to say, this was the easiest experience I've ever had on a phone, going from the iPhone 10 to the 10s. It recognized that the two, that you know, when I turned it on, recognized there was another iPhone nearby and basically said, you know, basically do you want to just replicate off your other one onto this one? And it came across really really smoothly i've had troubles in the past with iOS where i 'm waiting you know weeks sometimes because there's some sort of corruption, something broken and it broken, never finishes the restore from iCloud uh, but this one it, it you know probably finished it within i don't know you know uh, an hour or an hour or two. Um, you do have a lot of apps that you need to go through and reauthenticate, but with iOS 12, that makes a lot of that easier because it's got better integration with password managers. So, you know, if you're using something like LastPass, Dashlane, these sorts of things, then that integrates in on an equivalent level um, to to Apple's own password storage. Mm-hmm. So it does it does make the the transition uh, a lot a lot slicker, but uh, you know. It's going to be a specific market that's going to be buying that phone, especially the top one, right? I think
1: you're talking about the specific market. is it's the people with uh, quite a bit of money that are upgrading every time there's a new iPhone, isn't yeah. it? Um,
0: but that's a pretty that's a pretty big market it, when you look at it, right? There are, there are a lot of people, sure, um, that fit into yeah. that, and and Apple are happy, to, are happy to take that 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 market. You know, even yeah. if it's five or ten percent of the market. Um, they will. They will want to take as much of that as the, as they can because that's, that's a the profitable s- slice, right? If that's
1: where the margin is, yeah. Because uh, I, I can guarantee there's quite a bit more margin on a on one of those than a, than those three or four hundred dollar um, funds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to the um, car comment actually because um, um, in a previous life I was doing things in in in, uh, in trucks and um, the whole. Car entertainment unit, yes, uh, head deck screen, is this historical anachronism to me? Like it's totally superfluous in this day and age, right? Um, you, uh, you, you've got four screens already in a fully loaded car. You know, <laughs> there's one yeah. in every pocket. You don't. The driver's not going to use it. You pop it in. You, you've got you've got all your stuff, right? All you need is better microphone, better speakers, yeah. power supply. Right. Yeah,
0: well, that's that's a good point. And look, I actually I actually find um, that the microphones in in a top end phone now, and it, and and look, the the mics in the iPhone are very good. Mm. Um, they will pick me up. They will they will pick up my voice much better. Than, uh, or better than what's actually in the car itself, well, it should be closer right? to you. If, so. if you if your car's set up well, you know, yeah, it should
1: be better positioned. But,
0: um, well, this wherever it is, there's still a distance between you and the microphones, yeah. you've got road noise, and yeah. we'll come up and well, this probably crosses into a bit of what Amazon are doing now as well, right? Yeah, with the Alexis with because, um so there's an announcement about
1: the Alexa in-car, what's it called? Alexa Auto. Oh, Alexa Auto, yeah. Uh, echo Auto, sorry. Echo Auto. Ec-
0: yeah, echo yeah, auto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying to remember oh, all these terms, even for um, uh, someone
2: from ex- written...
0: Amazon, you get mixed up. So oh, that, God. That, makes, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, because I, I was an expert in all these things. I was just,
1: <laughs> I was just across everything at Amazon, Paul. That, that was pretty much my job, just uh, make sure everything was going well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the difference with the echoes in home is, is all those microphones, right? The directional microphones yeah. knowing who's talking, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, and I've seen Google Maps with its um, uh, market share, which mm. is huge, mm. go nowhere with voice recognition, which is really interesting. How hard is this? What stopped a company like Google from being able to actually go somewhere with, with, with voice, right? Because it's arduous trying to get it to do anything off voice in it's a relatively hostile environment in a car. Um, and there's a lot of things you can do and a lot of things that advertisers will pay you to do. Mm. Mm. You know, add a stop for food, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? It's a goldmine yeah. um, and yeah. it's gone nowhere. So this, this Echo Auto is a, a really big thing and a,
0: yeah, I, I, what stood out to me was that it had eight micro yeah. eight microphones in it, yeah. right? And I, and and yeah, that that's the yeah that's the big challenge in the in a car is being able to hear over all the noise and all those things, and having you know having the mic set up of um, you know an echo device. And I'm not sure, I don't know can't remember how many mics are in a normal echo. I think it's half a dozen, but yeah. it could be eight. So anyways. eight. That's that's pretty phenomenal. Obviously, you know, uh, I mean, the number doesn't really matter. It's how well it works, but I'm sure that's part of being able to make this, you know, that work really well in in a vehicle. So I'm curious. Um, I may have mentioned it last week, but um, Google Maps arrived on uh, Apple CarPlay last week. So you now have that app. I haven't spent the time to figure out how to control it with my voice. So if I say, um, hey, and that particular name that begins with S, I won't trigger people's phones or anything at the moment. Uh, Irie. joining those together navigate to yeah. you know X, Y, Z then you know it goes back to Apple Maps and I, I tried a couple of uh, well maybe I I tried one thing once to see if I could get voice to control uh, Google Maps and, and it didn't so um, it's probably something really obvious like you know use Google Maps to do you know X, Y, Z or whatever but um yeah, it was um, uh, something I've been manually, you mm. know, ma- manually putting in. Quite interesting the differences between the two. But um, look, the, the the choice is now uh, is now there on the on the platform yeah, among, th- amongst th- other th- new things with iOS.
2: Yeah, I think when when Matt uh, mentioned uh, it could be a gold mine uh, in, in car, so with uh, with a voice navigation, it also uh, reminds me maybe it's could uh, it could be a gold mine, but it could also be a danger zone. You no know, um, like a voice uh, sometimes uh, at the technology at this stage is very accurate now, but not one hundred percent and driving it 's like uh, a scenario requires one hundred percent accurate for for technology, like uh, when you turn wheel, it should supposed to be. Uh, without n- even ninety nine percent, it's no. Not, not, we don't not. need
0: safety in our vehicles, Bear <laughs> <laughs> Well, nah, Actually, don't worry about that stuff because I'm a terrible <laughs> driver. So I don't
2: care care yeah. about safety very much. Yeah. You got,
1: realistically, you got th- you got three options. One of th- one of them's not really an option. And the option is don't play with your phone, mm. right? Yeah. Everyone's going to play with your phone. They want to know where they are going. They're, they're not going to pull over. They can't pull over. Right, uh, lots of time, voice or fingers. Uh, best option is passenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a good right. option. If you don't have one of those. Yeah. Voice is a lot better than this. So for a lot of commercial applications, mm-hmm. voice is a really big o- b- mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, truckies have to uh, log all this, log all their movements. Right? Mm-hmm. Start my break. Mm-hmm. Stop my yeah. break. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. They've already stopped. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. But. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you, they want to communicate with people. Call X, Y. That, that stuff works these mm. days, right? Mm, yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the stuff I was talking about with Google Maps is going that extra extra layer interactivity. Yeah. Um, Google, it doesn't ask you anything, right? Uh, can I use the T2 lanes, mm. right? Um, that was the classic one in Seattle. The mm. HOVs in Seattle mm, are mm. fast. Mm. And the freeway's clogged. You can get into the HOV. You're golden, so you are going the wrong route now. Yeah, and, that, and that's where Google Maps shines, is oh, telling you which oh, way okay. to go. Yeah, yeah right. But yeah. it doesn't so ask to
0: consider those consider yeah. those routes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sort of thing's really, really, really handy on a on a busy road. Um Just a couple of other things I wanted to mention around the. Um, the new iPhone, and we're still waiting on the iPhone, you know, ten R. So I haven't I haven't had uh, hands on uh, with that yet. But that's more, you know, I guess coming in at the price point and replacing last year's ten, which is has gone. Um, although different different screen, but um, the 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 ten. S Max, trying to remember the, the name, um, and and the and the XS. There were a couple of interesting things came out. There was an article I picked up on a site called Mac Daily News, talking about the performance of the XS. And look, this was just one particular benchmark, but they were they were highlighting uh, that it was beating an iMac Pro uh, in the speedometer. Uh, Java mark, uh, JavaScript benchmark. Now it's just you know it's one test, and I haven't gone far and wide uh, looking for uh, looking for performance. But they were highlighting how it was uh, a forty five percent jump over over performance on um, uh, the the original iPhone ten and the, the, the iPhone eight. Uh, it's definitely there's some um, pretty impressive improvements in terms of what a, you know Apple are, are doing on the speed front, and I guess that that comes into them developing the hardware and the software together. Um, there's some some benefit of uh, of them controlling the whole lot from um, from from start to finish. There, um, I had a bit of a play around with the camera side of it as. You know, really, really good, um, but still, there's there's a fair bit of uh, discussion on online uh, around other cameras, the like Google Pixel, uh, too having yeah, you know, a lot of people sort of saying, "Look, that's actually got um, the best camera." Google Pixel, not such a discussion point here in New Zealand because it's a you know harder gadget to get your uh, uh, get get your hands on, and of course. That's a whole different ecosystem, so that'll be a different um, a different customer. And the other one, which Apple sort of highlighted to me, they're saying, "Paul, this has got the um, the toughest glass ever in a smartphone." And so I said, well, well how strong is this? I, you know, I've smashed a screen on a, on a phone before. Does that mean now I can throw it on the concrete and it's going to be fine? You know, what about the, the nice sort of slick, shiny, you know, corners of the phone? They never look good when they've smacked into, you know, been dropped on a, on a bit of concrete. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit cynical about these things in terms of, well, you know, yes, you're saying it's better, but is it one percent stronger? Or is you know, surely we're not seeing like a fifty percent improvement in strength every year, like we might be seeing in uh, in, in performance. Um, anyway, i, I found uh, I found an article online that went went to some degree to answer that uh, that that question for me, and um, it was a, a test of uh, a drop test. Of the new iPhone, I think it was uh, C- CNET that did it, and they were talking about the iPhone 10, and, and not a very scientific test. But last year they dropped, they did, I think they wanted to do four different drops of it, and uh, on their first drop of the iPhone 10, uh, you know, basically they smashed it. Uh, in this, in the particular test that they did this time around, they dropped the iPhone. Uh, I think it was the 10s. Four different times from between um, three and and five feet, so you know, sort of meter, meter and a half, sort of thing, and it managed to withstand, didn't smash the glass, and so on. So maybe it is a bit tougher. So that's that's kind of good. I like I like stuff that's tough, and it's always disappointing to have a really. Yeah, really nicely designed and engineered phone, and then you hide it away and with a big it? a big case and quite
1: expensive.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and you don't want to be you know calling on insurance policies all the time because you probably got a reasonably big uh, uh, big excess in uh, in most cases. I I do remember you know it was some years ago I used to always have. Um, yeah, you know, because yeah, you know, phones have been expensive for a long time, and a thousand dollars was kind of a, a reasonably typical price. Now this this lands a lot higher. Um, I haven't looked into whether Vodafone still have any form of insurance, but they used to have a smartphone insurance that, or a phone insure that wasn't super expensive. I uh, can't quite remember what you know what it was a month. It was maybe twenty five dollars a month or yeah you know, twenty bucks a month or something. Um, maybe it was even less than that, um, and there was a small excess, but um, I don't know how they would, how that, that would have worked if people had uh, $2,800 phones, though. Depends yeah. how hard it is to replace the screen, really. Yes. Well, there are some uh, numbers online around that, and they were sort of US dollars, but, um, yeah, translating it into New Zealand dollars, and it would be an interesting thing to ask, uh, it was sounding in the sort of $500 direction so not a not a low cost change and they may you know in order to do it they may have to change out you know pretty much the,
1: Which
0: the, the you know they're giving you another phone basically because these are ip 68 so they're very you know water water resistant and and uh, and so on so anyway there's um, there's there's a, a you know few of the few of the thoughts um, but yeah my uh, one thing I and I think bear you mentioned this as well the sales uh, in China and in other places around the world, it seems like the larger one, yeah. um, the 10s Max, is, is is out selling the uh, uh, the 10s, which is is really interesting because that's quite unusual for a bigger phone uh, to be uh, you know attracting um, so so much sales. But I, I, I sort of understand it because it. Um, it, yeah, it does seem to work quite well once you get used to the bigger size. Um, it's not such a big deal, but uh, I don't know. I'm still a little bit on the fence because there's something to be said for being able to reach your thumb right across the you know the whole screen, which you, you get a little bit yeah. yeah you can't quite stretch that far in every case top yeah, to bottom and so for, on.
2: For 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 China market is quite uh, uh, actually uh, iPhone is not the biggest phone because a lot of Android uh, phones are. Uh, maybe a little bigger or much bigger than an iPhone because of battery or something, some other reasons. So mm. yeah, but uh, it is the the biggest iPhone ever. But compared to like uh, iPhone eight Plus, it's kind of the similar similar size. Yeah, pretty. Similar. And for a lot of uh, chi- Chinese customers, um, selfie and photograph is as a very big uh, big need. So uh, a bigger phone is uh, is better for for selfie and photo- photograph. That's uh, that's quite a uh, quite a uh, strong need for for China. It's an important need, isn't it? Yeah. Being able to take good selfies.
0: Yeah, Do you take a lot of selfies, Matt. I blind, prefer- you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of really
2: course, important. it's
1: important. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my left wrist looks a bit blank. Um, you, my wife and I are talking about status symbols and. And, and, both, and both sitting there going, who wears a watch these days? And as we were walking through um, Bangkok airport and, uh, and then we counted and like we found like two other people that weren't wearing watches and it's like, hmm. oh, well, the status symbol, uh,
0: yes, the symbol is, it's aspect changing. is pretty That's It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I quite, I quite I liked the watch before, before I moved to sort of, you know, wearables and so on. I quite yeah. liked having, you know, having a watch. Um, yeah, you don't have to go into your pocket to get your um, your uh, pocket watch out. I mean, your smartphone yeah. out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's, um, it's something where yeah, these days I'll tend to be wearing you know some gadget that that somebody's uh, you know sent sent across. And um, today it's. Uh, uh, it's a Fitbit and you know I like it's sleep tracking and you know th- those sorts of features in um, an unusual situation where I had a briefing with Apple on the uh, Apple Watch last week but they didn't have any uh, to distribute and said they would be coming later. Which um, you know, if I was very analytical, and you know, it, it is interesting to watch the you know the way that Apple operate. You know, I would wonder if they're wanting to, there to be a bit more talk about the the phone than the uh, than the Apple Watch just mm-hmm. yet. Um, although I've got to say, the new Apple Watch. Uh, with you know the the way it's just you know I think it's about thirty percent bigger uh, screen yep. and so on um, looks really good and I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to having a bit of a play and it got me sort of interested in the app side because I, you know I've used an Apple Watch for a long time but mostly when I use a wearable uh, I'm mostly use, still just using it to tell the time and then those tracking features that it does and you yep. know in terms of you know w- exercise um sleep tracking which the the apple watch isn't really the the device for and um and so on, but you know they've they talked a lot about you know improved performance and so on so uh, i'm I'm, I'm kind of curious and of course yeah you can do you can do payments so you know if you want to be out and about without a phone um you know the the watch is starting to become a, you know more and more useful thing so you can be mostly off grid um, but still have a you know an ability to make payments and and so on. Although that's degraded in New Zealand because the uh, the eSIM variant isn't selling here yet, mm. and our telcos are still sort of scrambling a little bit to get their story together. So we still don't you know and I did have asked about this. We don't have any confirmation yet from Spark, Vodafone, or Two Degrees. They've all got different things of yeah yeah yeah, just wait sort of thing. Um, so eventually we'll see that, and and that will also relate to the. The, the second sim that's embedded in the iPhone, which is the you know the the eSIM uh, capability. So at some point in time, um, you know we'll be able to use that uh, that capability. Um, the other thing with the watch is the uh, new ECG capability that's not launched anywhere yet. It'll be coming to the US first, and you'll be able to do a ECG basically, you know, with your watch on on your wrist, and then send the details off to. Uh, off to your you know GP or whoever needs to uh, needs to see that which is uh, is is interesting uh, but new zealand doesn't get that functionality initially, and it seems to be because they 've sort of got they 've got the um, you know, medical sort of sign off in in the US, and that I think is the only place they've got it so far. And so they're a little they're a little bit cautious in you know releasing something that uh, that that doesn't have have an approval as a as a medical device. Uh, and I guess they don't want to release it as a toy because you know people will maybe have certain expectations on it. Yeah, it's, um, I'm be. not not quite sure of the reasons there, and I, um, I'm guessing there'll be a way around it to, to get it working, but um the way the discussion went certainly suggested Apple won't be um,
2: encouraging that or more making it easy I think it's could be a they good market to care about more about health and and your, your life save your life sometimes mm, mm. Uh, you know after the uh, the keynote of Apple and my co-worker in China, uh, a, a developer, and he, he just so excited and t- uh, told me that uh, the new Apple Watch could save, probably could save him sometimes in the future because he has a, a problem in in his heart. Right. So, yeah. um, and they, they have a new function that when you fall fall off and without any other movement, uh, if you set up uh, before uh, on your Apple Watch, it can send uh, send emergency uh, uh, message to to some someone. Yeah, if so, if
0: you've got the eSIM, which we yeah. don't have available here. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but not, but yeah, I, I mean, there, there's here. look, there's some really c- cool stuff that they're doing, and in this case, you know, sometimes we see areas where Apple sort of wait and they watch, and then they, you know, they they'll improve and do something better than someone else. But there's a number of areas, yeah, you know, here where we're seeing sort of Apple. Be the first to market with something, yeah. and you know, and, and doing some some you know, reasonably innovative stuff. So, I, look, I like the idea. Um, and you know, any of you have got older parents or grandparents who you know you you maybe not nearby, and you uh, you know you're concerned for their uh, their their safety. The idea of of knowing that one of them could you know could wear a device. It's you know sub a thousand dollars. And give you some peace of mind around knowing if they fall that you know you could get that uh, alert. You know that that seems like a reasonably good uh, good investment yeah. to me. Uh, yeah,
1: that, that to me uh, like both of those statements sound kind of worrying because now we're in this world where you've got extremely expensive um, medical devices, medical grade devices that you can rely on. Well, medical de- as yep. long as. The security isn't absolutely rubbish, uh, which happens on some of them, Mm. Um, but they're Mm. designed to make very sure for the 100% case, right? But they are, as you say, very, very expensive. Very expensive. And then there's a big jump down Mm. to something that's going to make a best effort. Mm. And, yeah, the the PR on that one's going to be pretty mixed, isn't it? It's going to be... Hey, this watch that has this function didn't, didn't do it, and it was one twentieth, one you know, some huge fraction of the price of mm. of the real solution. Well, it's 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 a hard it's a hard um, pricing.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I I guess I I would debate what the real solution is because you know a little bit like you're talking in the car and in the in-car entertainment system versus well, actually you've got this phone right that can do your navigation and so on. If you've got uh, a watch that you're selling a million units of versus a medical device that you sell, you know, I don't know. Let's say it's a um, fifty thousand of right, the, yeah. the the device that's uh, always connected, that's getting its software iterated all the time, uh, that in <laughs> theory is more secure and so on. You would you would expect whatever shortcomings that have. They would be able to innovate on and improve. Whereas you buy maybe the the professional medical grade device, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if over time the 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 mass consumer product will ultimately end up doing a better a better job than your um your you know your your old old school um you know professional me- medical device that 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 also happens to be. You know, ten thousand yeah. dollars or or up. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm dreaming, but uh, you know, I think there, there's the potential for that. Yeah. What do you want out of it? The design
1: concerns. You did UX. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is the classic. What do you, what are you actually trying to get out of of the device? It's really different. Yeah. If it's a watch, it's not there to annoy you. A medical device is 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 there to make make very sure, and it will annoy you if required to make sure right sorry yep um, I said annoying device and and, <laughs> and, and this, suddenly Bear's watch doing, started exploding doing, uh, do, um,
0: doing, yeah, getting carried away yeah um, <laughs> that, that, that was on cue very very good yep um, <laughs> um, now another device um, now it's, yeah so yeah, we've talked. Yeah, there's still a few bits to talk about, and we're just about out of time. So, um, Microsoft had a whole lot of news out overnight from um, Ignite, and we might dive into some of that next week and unpack that a little bit more. Um, one thing for those that are in business and use Microsoft's ecosystem with Macs uh, may well be interested as their um, uh, OneDrive or uh, SharePoint uh, system now will work with on-demand um, file delivery on, on the Mac. So uh, Dropbox does a, a variation or it does this type of thing already. Um, but you know, very important, I think, for Microsoft to be um, uh, in this space. And it basically means you can have a whole file system sort of you you know, a, a sort of a, a, a shadow or a, or a view of it from your machine, um, but the files aren't necessarily all stored down locally on your uh, on your device, such as your Mac, and um, this will just stream those down on demand. Which is, uh, yeah, definitely something that's been lacking compared to uh, OneDrive on uh, on Windows. Um, they've got. A new virtualized multi user um, variant of uh, Windows 7, Windows 10 uh, desktop that will be able to be hosted in um, the Azure Cloud. Haven't seen a whole lot of detail on that. Uh, yet, but I'm sure there'll be some interesting uh, use cases on, on where that might come in be it, you know people that are wanting to uh, work from a smartphone but to be able to get access to you know, basically a, f- a full-blown uh, machine in the cloud. Uh, and one of the other things that was, uh, was was interesting to see is their surface hub uh, 2, which is their big meeting room you know touchscreen, video conferencing, etc 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 device uh and there's some quite curious bits about that um they seem to have have uh, been inspired shall we say by some of the competition's products uh so you, can, you know they they now have a version of that that sits on a rolling trolley and can be moved around the place and you can spin it from landscape to uh, uh to portrait mode on the fly uh which it does with the demonstrated software which admittedly isn't out until 2020 um which sort of blows my mind that it could be so long away, um, but the new software that they're going to be you know, ultimately running on these. So the device comes out in the first half of uh, 2019 with, I guess, yeah, similar software to what the uh, the Surface Hub runs today, but the new software out the following year, um, it looked very, very slick anyway, Yeah, very fancy rotating and other bits and pieces. So, um yeah, I mean, good. Good to see them uh, iterating on that front. Now, Amazon, so much stuff from Amazon, um, Matt. This, this must is, have caught your attention. I know uh, this is you where
1: know, I apply my disclaimer and say that I know nothing about what
0: I worked on, and we're not talking about what I worked on. So no one,
1: no one get, no one think this is the inside word.
0: No, no. Well, true. And and look, you know, Amazon being a big company, as you said earlier, you sort yeah. of worked on that sort of last mile, the delivery um, yeah. side of it, um, but you know i'm kind of curious as to what uh you know what out of the the announcements is a, a microwave that you'd be able to control from your uh, with with alexa with your echo device uh you've got the the echo auto for for your car which is you know um a, a glorified sort of you know microphone that would hook in over bluetooth and and a few other bits and pieces. What sort of jumped out for you? What oh, caught your interest? There's some
1: there's some interesting things going on with Amazon. Amazon are really good at building platforms, open platforms, right? What they did with Alexa, and the home. If they get into auto, we're finally going to get some decent platform in auto, right? Because everyone's trying to own it. Car companies have been trying to own it. Apple's been trying to own it, right? That's, that's never going to provide the customer experience of a really good platform with all the best apps that everyone's competing to make, right? So that's that's exciting. Um, but it's only voice though, right? It's only voice this week. <laughs> good call. You, <laughs> you, you're betting that, that somewhere <laughs> in Amazon they're not working on that? They're true, true. are working on that, right? Yeah. It's, yep. um, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know, so, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um well, someone's thinking about it, and then they're going to throw a hundred people at it, mm. right? Same thing, mm. and then um, a thousand, and then a thousand, and then yeah, I mean, they can yeah. These big companies can move so fast. That's true. Um, yeah, I like the Amazon Go announcement. Um, I
0: got I, so tell it to just walk us through I, this. My understanding is they they they're talking about and Amazon uh, Go as the cashierless yep. store. You walk in, pick yep. what you want off the shelf, walk yep. out. They're talking about 3,000 of these stores? Yep. So I did some so re- research. what, two I, or three now? I did some research. It was one. I and thought they'd open a second one. They, or at least announced. It wasn't by the time I left. Least, so that's right, in the last three months. at an, least an, announced um,
1: another one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that is in the heart of Amazon campus, right? Mm. Um, so I've been there a couple of times. You walk in, you pick up what you want, you walk out. Right, you, you swipe your phone as you as you go in. Mm, yeah. um, there's usually people hanging around to make sure you don't do anything dubious. Um, but it's a lot of senses. Did you get caught? That's a bug, <laughs> right? If you steal something, it's a bug, <laughs> right? All that happens: is a bug it's, report goes to an engineer somewhere. It's right? supposed to be so good. If that you don't you, go in with a with yeah. a sledgehammer, or it should know okay. what you're taking out. Yeah, but that's its job. If you take yeah. like all the shelves are. Uh, they got rid of all the packaging. Like you can't have soft packaging; it all seems like hard packaging. Mm, this is mm. what I have observed, not what I have learned. Um, so you buy M and M's in a box, right? right. The, the ones you have in the, uh, in the in the movie theaters, right? And then they slide, and, it's, oh, and it feels like there's a sensor there, right? Right. And it's got to be and these cameras, and they know what's going on. It's so well set up. If you Go to the top shelf to, to help someone down. That's my job. I'm six foot five. I often get asked <laughs> to get things. Yeah. Um, and you give it to someone, it all works. It, you don't get charged for picking something off the top shelf and giving it to the person next to you. It knows. You know, right. It, it knows what's going on.
0: Um, so and apparently about a million dollars to, uh, you know, these first iterations to actually fit out the store with all the tech. I'm Sure. So it's um, that's something that will scale, right? Yeah, it's going to scale scale down. They'll improve.
1: Yeah, Um, they'll they'll be pushing and pushing and pushing. But um, I did some research. There are one hundred and fifty thousand convenience stores in the US at the moment. There are one hundred twenty thousand of those are petrol stations. Wow! So that's ten percent. They're talking about having ten percent of the market.
0: Of the a, of the dedicated convenience uh, of actual mm. dairies, what mm. we'd call a dairy, Seven mm. Eleven um, over there, yeah, uh, type, and, and that's whatnot. very
1: regional. I thought there'd be Seven Elevens over there. went.. very oh, disappointing. Okay. Um, TV lied to me. Um, yeah, but uh, it's it's going to be a big thing, and mm. but it's always what's going to go wrong. This is they've put it in the safest place they could put it in, affluent Amazon Central right yeah. and um, there's a few things in the press about um, delivery because um, uh, lower income areas have issues with delivery um, uh, there, there are genuine safety concerns in some areas um, and drivers don't want to go to them and our service uh, Amazon's Sometimes they they wouldn't get one-day delivery. They'd only get two-day delivery because we had to use a different company. And so, oh, why does this – same thing. Where are the Amazon Go stores going to go? Interesting. All going to be really nice suburbs. Um, and once someone works out how to beat it, that's 3,000 stores – you're up on read it, you know. Where, where's, where's the subreddit beating, beating Amazon Go? Yeah, right. And, and you're going to have a bunch of punters out there just just trying to mess with it. It's so tempting. It's good fun for the amateur black hat, and it's their fault because what a, you're saying it has yeah. to know.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. What? Um, look, this is interesting. That the you know that they're confident enough with the technology and you know all the other things, and that they see. Yeah, they're really making a, a goal of it, shall we say, mm. um, and and the you know the, the pace of it. What I'm curious is about is what's sort of the end end point. You know, where are we at with this in a few times? Because I think or in a few years, because the cashierless bit at the moment is the bit that stands out, right? But you know. We, we put together sort of automation and robotics and AI and things like that. You know, I can imagine, um, you know, let's say now I walk out of the office and if there was an Amazon uh, Amazon Go store uh, down the road, K Road, you know, walk down there, maybe that replaces a convenience store that's down there. Um, how, how that might look in the future? You know, is it going to ask me because it's like, oh, it's, uh, uh, it's five past 12. This is the time Paul usually walks down there. Is it going to say, ah, Paul, do you want the sushi today that you usually have? Do you want this or that? You know, could it, could it be ready for me to pick up? Could it, um, make the lunch that I'm sort of thinking of. So it's not all pre-packaged, pre-boxed, um, but, it, you know, but it's actually sort of, you know, basically, a, a, a well, a supermarket of sorts without having to have a, you know, a massive stock. So you get things that are maybe, you know, made for, for you based on sort of predictive analysis, based on, you know, checking in with you and, you know, other other mechanisms, you know, you can you can just imagine that there's a there's a potential for there to be a huge variation in that in-store experience, sort of you know longer term, um, you know, if you need the in-store experience at all, right? And then you could you know tie that tie that in and delivery services a, as well. I'm not sure they would necessarily uh, cross over on that, but when you know you look at Uber Eats today, you know Uber Eats will you know will offer. Uh, a store that's only five minutes walk away um, mm. to go pick up some you know, uh, lunch or dinner from them and uh, and, and, and drop it around yeah. to uh, to the office. And
1: Uber Eats' problem is timing and freshness. Um, it's not when you want it. If you can have something in a better state of readiness for, for a pickup that's close to you, absolutely. They're making ready meals now, like take-home,
0: um, but I don't want sushi that was made four hours ago. No, that's right. right. So, and they're not going you know, to, that, no. that sort of smarts where it can yeah. get that and it's just been made, and you know, it'll tell you, you know, this is six minutes old or you know something since it, since it was but, made, and to have that predictive analysis that it it generates it and a you know a robot behind the scenes yeah. kind of you know makes it just before you walk in the store. And
1: you're absolutely right. The an area that Amazon has always excelled at is prediction. Right, Their entire retail business is based around predicting and having the right stock on hand. And you don't get to make any money if you sell out. And that's a big mm. deal.
0: Mm. I saw an interesting one in, uh, in San Francisco, which is the, uh, the store that has the, um, the robot for making uh, hamburgers. Right and uh you know i just got to peek through the window cuz they weren't they weren't open on a sunday but um basically as as a startup as an early uh uh you know business in the space you know you have that challenge as a new business is how do you get the maximum return and they were in a really good position they basically pre-sold from what I can tell, they pre sold their burgers a month in advance, so because everyone wants everyone wants to try out this <laughs> new robot made yeah. hamburger and it 's very custom and you can order whatever you want um, so they, I think you know I was there in August and you know there was a time in July when they opened it up and basically sold it out so there 's no point where you know they 're having to deal with a queue that 's you know out the door because there 's way too many people at lunchtime. Or uh oh, there's nobody here because it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Because people are so keen to go there, um, you know they've got it stacked up between two o'clock and three o'clock, so that they're just you know they're constantly busy the whole way through. But of course, that doesn't work on a you know on a long term sort of scaling uh, basis. But for for where they are in this stage at the moment, where it's uh, uh, it's in high demand, everyone wants to try out this uh, these uh, ro- robot made uh, hamburgers. It uh, it works for them pretty well by the sounds
2: of it. Yeah, probably it's just a, a short term for business. But That's right. Yeah, yeah. But mm. like uh, the Amazon uh, Amazon store, it's uh, I think the the most valuable for them is is the data from customers, and they already have a lot of data already on Prime and on other service by Amazon. So I think the future of that that convenience store is like uh, another dimension that they can connect customers. Uh, not online, but with some um, more uh, more customary experience, like uh, our people are uh, social animal but uh, with with new technology it's it 's quite easy to to get yourself in a, a cell uh, in a small space without any uh, connection with other other uh, uh, lively people or, mm-hmm. or other. Offline events, offline yeah. things. Yeah. So, uh, it's like for, for me, uh, the, this kind of uh, new con- convenience store it's like, uh, people can have their, uh, personalized, uh, customized, uh, agent. They can talk when they walk in the store and, uh, it's, it's like, uh, the, the sci fi movie, Her. I don't know if you guys watch that movie. It's like you wear a air airport, airpod, and right. uh, you, uh, It's like a, a girl. That is
0: where the the guy had the uh, the virtual girlfriend in the cloud, or yeah, however yeah. it worked, or something. Yeah, maybe, right? maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. virtual yeah.
2: girlfriend or boyfriend is is your soulmate. Yeah, yeah. He he knows much better than anyone else in the world. But and and that convenience store could possibly uh, another. A place will go into your memory that your connection with 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 this virtual girlfriend. So it could be quite not not right or wrong. Maybe it's a new new kind of life we we have to face. But
0: yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I can imagine the, the you know the, the, that it's uh, the, the amount of data that's collected means means that Amazon, Google, you know, these sort of companies that have a huge amount of data about us. You know, you could say technically they will know us better than a spouse or something else because they've got all these, you know, um, data points. There's, you know, discussions around that track before. Um, so yeah, I mean, these things, this, all, all of the new things that um, you know Amazon launch, I guess, create more opportunities, to collect more data, um, but also because they've already got um you know a reasonable amount of data not so much probably here in New Zealand where amazon just you know doesn't you know have the same breadth of offerings as they do in and uh, for the US or, or UK
1: amazon doesn't really consider itself to be in New Zealand right mm-hmm. um it's got some it's got an aws presence but it there's a lot of confusion I had having mm. having talks to people. Oh, we're in Australia. We have a we have a .dot .dot au website. Yeah, yeah. Right? They don't yeah. realize how New Zealanders think. And well, there's a com website, and they ship to New Zealand. Therefore, you're in New Zealand. We're not used to being special. We're used to having you know the extreme shipping experience. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, but we we do have a you know we have an Amazon office now in Auckland, and you know yeah. people S- selling so, a, selling
1: you know. AWS services for Sydney. Right, uh, there's, there's no, there's no um, AWS node here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, it's, it's an interesting. We don't have, we don't have
0: any warehouses and so on here, right? But no. but you know, Sydney's not 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 so far away. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it'll be interesting just to see how all these things play out and where, where New Zealand uh, lands now. Um, yeah, the, one of the other, uh, or a couple of other products in terms of Echo that that got announced that were they were interesting, um, is a microwave oven from the Amazon Basics brand, which off the top of my head was about sixty five US dollars. That sounded about right. I mean, in my head, it worked out about a hundred yep. hundred New Zealand dollars for yep. this uh, this microwave that. Um, had a unique capability, and that it's got an Alexa button on it, and you basically link link it up to um, uh, to your Echo and Amazon Alexa, and uh, and you know voice control it rather than have to put the numbers in. Now, that in itself, doesn't excite me a, a whole lot, but I guess the the. the because I'm thinking, well, it's pretty hard to, I mean, it's pretty easy to put something in the microwave and, you know, most things I'll put in the microwave um, are, are not some, you know, special unique dish where I need an AI to help me work out how long it should be in there. You know, I've got a reasonable idea. I've done it before. It's, you know, um, yeah, it's not hard. So I'll put it in for 60 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever. Yes, maybe the AI will do it absolutely perfectly. Um, but it's more the 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 aspect that here you've got a gadget, which probably normally retails around 100 New Zealand dollars. It's still going to retail around that price. I'm not sure if you have to add anything on. I can't remember that, but um, it sounded like it was pretty much geared up um, to go, but it, it's not an expensive add-on to have something that basically, you know, connects up and suddenly you've got a voice control element to that. So, you know you can do it to something that cheap you can pretty much do it to anything right and it doesn't have to be and you know we've seen other gadgets you know high end um, washing machines and the like that you know oh yes if you get the $3,000 or 5000 or $10,000 washing machine then that can somehow tie into you know tie into the, the cloud and you can control it get alerts on your phone whatever If if you need that stuff um, but it's oh, now what Amazon are demonstrating is you can you can connect basically anything and it costs it's yeah next to nothing to add that onto yeah. the onto the price. Now there's some debate around well what should we and shouldn't we connect? And the other thing was the Amazon uh, clock. Um, now look, I find analog non-connected clocks, annoying because they're never right and batteries run out and you have to reset the time Um, we've got a a clock radio at home um, which I'm not a huge fan of but it exists I unplugged it the other day and, of course, when it got plugged back in again, the time on it was twelve zero zero was like uh-uh. so uh, the idea of an Amazon clock that you know lets you set timers, voice control, and you know tied back to the cloud so it has the right timers is, is, is kind of nice. I think it's like thirty us dollars right mm-hmm. so um, um, yeah, not not groundbreaking devices, but more you know the aspect that these things can be connected and we can basically connect anything and it's not uh, not expensive to do.
1: Mm. ubiquitous, low-bandwidth data connections mm. will change the world, um, right? And cheap yeah. uh, price points like this. Yeah. just
0: a lot you can do with a little. Yeah. Um, and on that note, um, Spark have just launched their second IoT network, or they're just launching, I saw... Uh, Uh, an email through from them yesterday so they've got one that sort of you know sits on their mobile network and they've got a a, a quite a a separate one that doesn't need the mobile network the mobile network uh, base one is is you know still got some of the similarities to their other network and you know reasonably low power and um you know, and so on, um, but it can move data a bit faster than uh, than their, their other IoT networks. So we will save sort of diving in and discussing that for another day. And we we might get uh, someone from Spark in so we can uh, um, jump in further into that discussion. Um, I think we're kind of out of time to dive into any other any other topics today, though, because we've. Uh, Whew, we're uh, we're a little bit over time, so thanks everybody for uh, for staying with us and uh, and and listening in. Um, now, either you guys on social media, is there some way that people can track you down if they're uh, if they're keen to get in touch.
2: Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's easier to find me on LinkedIn. So uh, search Bell Liu, and you will find me. Excellent, yeah. and so,
0: um, and Matt, you're um, you're you're just back in the country, so yeah. that means you you probably haven't found a role yet. So it yeah, might yeah, no, just, might, yeah. might be people that are looking out might want to look you up on LinkedIn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, roles, no. you
1: know. So. Starting at 500k and above. That's fine, <laughs> okay, it's fine okay. guys. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, and we won't tell them what you do, just
1: the just, just. No, the no, I, can, I, I sweep floors, <laughs> I, I wash dishes. <laughs> um, I'm just quite expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you can find me on LinkedIn if, yeah. uh, if you have anything to say. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, hitting, hitting, hitting the job search. Um, it's good fun. Uh, catching up with people in my network. Like, oh, Paul, I thought he was going to get me a job, but he put me on a podcast. So there you go.
0: Well, you know, um, yeah, that's how that, that's how it goes. Um, no, I'm um, I'm sure that look, there'll be there'll be uh, your your skill set will probably be yeah. in, uh, in, in hot demand. So Reasonably I don't think busy. you'll uh, you'll have too too much of an issue there. But I hope you do get a bit a bit of downtime before you uh, find find uh, find something because uh, you yeah, know it's it's kind of nice to have a break in between. getting love get, get your House in set jobs. up and you know whatever else. We've you taken need to three do. months. It's the only time I oh, we'll really? get a decent holiday. Oh, where did you think? go?
1: Uh Norway, Germany, Italy, Croatia, Montenegro, Greece, Egypt, Thailand. Um UK. UK at the start. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Oh um, that's
0: that's good. Oh well it is time you got back to work then.
1: Yeah, it is actually time yeah, I got yeah, back to okay. work. Um, my counts. wife agrees with you,
0: Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um uh, I'm idling. Uh but yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, uh, look, it's been uh, been great to have you both on the show. Thanks everybody for listening in, and we'll be back again uh, next next week. And we may we may dive a little bit more into some of uh, some of these uh, discussions. But I'm sure there'll be a a whole round of uh, new things to talk about next week as well. So uh, lots more coming up. Thanks everyone. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.